Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, The Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. I am welcome to Mind Shifters Radio. Time just kind of snuck by me, and I was just sitting here working on the members' website. So, welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm your co-host, Jeannie Rice, along with Dr. Tim Hayes, and we welcome you to the show. Today is Thursday, September the 17th, 2015, and our calling number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because then that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, dear heart. And we are honored that each and every one of you who chooses to join us, every day that you choose to join us, is here with us. We are in this pursuit of understanding the, the totality of life and how it works, what our role in it is, and how the creative process works. Now, one of the, uh, there's a great line in the Course in Miracles that says you can't not create. Being a creator, you are always eternally creating. Whether you do that consciously or not is another story. are looking to establish an understanding of a workable set of tools that was developed over 2,000 years ago to assist people in understanding how the creative process works, how their lives work, and when life isn't working, how to clean it up. So that's what we're here to support. That's what we're here to do is to understand that process and bring forward that understanding in a workable way that makes it available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. And so the core tool that we teach is that of forgiveness. The core purpose of what we're doing is conversion. We want to convert you. Now, before you run off with the world's definition of conversion, which generally speaking is thought of, I want to get you into my church, Thank you very much. I'm not interested. No concept of conversion. But you and I started out with a mind. And the mind we started out with is the same mind as every person on the planet who's ever come into the world started out with. Hold a newborn child, you know exactly what that mind is, what that presence is, what that state of being is, is this awesome, active presence of love. We all started there. And then... The world started to put its thumbprints on us, and its thumbprints were made of hostility, fear, rage, guilt, grief, pain, drama, and trauma. And so we were converted from a love-based mind into an hostility and fear-based mind. Well, we're looking to reverse that conversion. We're looking to support every mind, heart, and being coming back to being functional as a human being, as the active presence of love. Most people have been converted into 
all sorts of insanities. Like, for instance, one of the most common insanities on the planet is that of leaving. I'm out of here. Stress is up and the chips are down. What does my mind say? Get me out of here. Why is that? Because when we were two years of age, perceived it as life-threatening, the thought was established, I have to get out of here. And our mind was converted from a state of being, which is eternally present and eternally alive, into, I've got to leave. I've got to get out of here. Death is the ultimate form of leaving, I would offer. And leaving is no solution to life's problems. But if we've been converted to a mind based in leaving, then we think when the stress is up and the chips are down, and of course the problem is everybody else, all I have to do is leave them and then everything will be okay. Well, if you look around, you've noticed that everything wasn't okay when you left. It wasn't long before somebody else came along that triggered the same part of your mind that said, oh, the only solution for me is leaving. I've been converted to a leaving-based mind. What we're here is to convert you to a mind that structures its output in a way that supports eternal relationships, staying and being loved as a solution. And we're not saying that if you're in physical danger, you don't take care of yourself. Obviously, you do. But even in that situation, you start looking at what's the part of me involved here? Why am I going through this again? How have I created this? I am a creator. And then to find a way to be supported in that healing process becomes key. Now, one of the things that, one of the tricks of the non-being mind is it thinks support looks like getting what it wants, having its infantile goals met. When support can be something quite different. And so a person steps into this space and saying, oh, well, you just don't support me. Well, actually, you've got it a little confused. What you're really saying is, I'm not fulfilling your infantile goals for you, for me. You frame goals for me, and they came from power person dynamics and, and infancy, and you want me to fulfill them for you now, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years later, and if I don't fulfill them for you, then you think I don't support you, and yet in a million ways I'm here to support you. Support doesn't mean getting other people to do what you want them to do. Support can look like quite the opposite. Support can look like holding you accountable and moving you forward in the process of your life rather than reinforcing your ability to hide from yourself. So, yes, we are absolutely here to convert every mind, heart, and being on the planet. We're here to support you distinguishing between unconscious creation and conscious creation. I've written a book, and you're welcome to go to the website and download it for free in any one of several different languages. It's called Why Is This Happening to Me Again? When people create unconsciously, and they keep the parts of their mind that need to be healed hidden from themselves, then they end up in the same circumstances over and over and over again. Our culture's solution to that dilemma is denial. Now, what does denial look like? You know, there is the denial of, I pretend this didn't happen when it did. But that's not the important denial. The important denial, here's our definition of it. When I think or speak as though you are the cause of what I'm feeling, then the cause of what I'm feeling, a feeling I've created, which is inside of me, I now hide from myself. I now dissociate from the very part of my mind that holds my deepest pain, and I want to blame you for it. And so now my mind, being an evidential device, has to show me evidence that you're the problem in my life, and it will create those hallucinations. One of the ways you can tell that you're living in an hallucination and you're creating out of an hallucination is there will be hostility or fear in your mind. You don't have to go any further than to know if there's hostility or fear in your speech, in your feelings, then there's a part of your mind that's up for healing, except that you've dissociated from it. And you've dissociated from it by saying, you made me mad, you hurt me, you made me sad, you made me afraid. That situation really upset me. They disturbed me. When that happened, it really made me mad. That's all the language of denial, and our whole culture is steeped in that. 
almost no one has ever seen, except when they've contacted this work, actual responsibility communication. What does it look like? Gee, I made me mad over that. I blame that for the fact that I have anger in me. And I say I'm angry because you, you'll notice that your mind's had a thousand excuses for its anger. You're not angry because of anything except the fact that there's anger in you if you're angry. You're not sad for any other reason than you've got sad in you. You're not afraid for any other reason than you've got fear in you. And what happens when denial isn't enough to keep that which is causing my pain hidden from me, that's when I turn to the culture's drugs. That's when I find a physical form of denial, whether it's sugar, caffeine, nicotine, junk food, uh, legal or illegal drugs. All of those things are physical forms of denial. They're ways to keep hidden from me the fact that I'm creating this and I want to blame somebody else and make it all their fault. And if they don't do what I want them to do, then I'll know they don't support me. And now the mind comes up with its ultimate piece de resistance. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. You'll notice that every time you've made a decision to leave a situation or a relationship, there's been hostility or fear in your mind. When there is hostility or fear in your mind, your mind is using corrupt data to literally construct the world that it sees. You know, again, and I mention this often, go to this Google CI website and perception and reality. And here the CIA is studying how to get the best perception possible out of its analysts and quote word for word from the CIA handbook on getting the most intelligent perception from its analysts possible. And it says, we do not record reality, we structure reality. If you're structuring reality out of your pain, notice that you can always create a world, word picture. Your words will turn into a picture in your mind that will show you that somebody else is the problem in your life. It's not until you can pull the responsibility back inside until you can say, you know, whenever something like this happens, I notice that I anger myself. I notice that my mind selects anger as a way of dealing with this. And anger, I would offer, is the most common drug on planet Earth. It is the granddaddy of all the drugs. It's an interesting movie we watched recently. We've actually watched it twice now in the last two weeks. It's called Thank You for Sharing. And it's primarily about sexual addiction. Very powerfully done. Powerfully done. But there's alcohol addiction. There are different forms of sexual addiction. There, there are several different pieces to the puzzle. But I thought they did such a great job. And I think you can, you can go to Amazon. I think we paid five bucks for it used on Amazon. Thank you for sharing. But when you watch it, notice that as people start to move into stress, and, and stress is caused when you hold a goal for yourself or someone else that either you or someone else is not fulfilling for you. So watch this movie from the perspective of people having goals for other people and for themselves and not being able to fulfill those goals, how their stress goes up. And you can see them getting ready to turn to their addiction, and they're fighting it, and they're struggling against it, and they're trying not to do it. But then the kicker that pushes each one of them over the edge is each of them goes into some form of rage before they fall back into their addiction, before they fall off the wagon. It is the granddaddy of all drugs. It is the gateway drugs to cocaine, to pot, to all of it. It's hostility. And when people drug themselves so they don't feel... They move to the next level of unconscious creation. If you're actually going to be creator, you must get rid of all of your drugs. Yes, coffee's got to go. 
Sugar's got to go. Nicotine in all of its form. Forms, pardon me. The drugs have to be removed, elsewise your feelings will be inaccurate. They will be inaccurate because they'll be based in thoughts that you've chosen to keep dissociated from. There is on our website a commitment. I promise to trust you enough to tell you the truth, to be true to you, to treat you lovingly, gently, and with respect. That's a starting line in the commitment. We invite you to go to the website, download it, print it off, and look at that as a possible personal code for yourself. Would this commitment be an appropriate personal code for me to select? Would my life get better if I did this? And then, if you decide that that would be, then we invite you to commit yourself to living that. And then, when you can't live it, notice that it's your hostility that will pull you out of it. And then, when your hostility comes up and your hostility-based mind advises you to leave or to brutalize or to bully or to whatever, whatever the game is, I invite you to breathe. Instead of doing what you feel like doing, people who do what they feel like doing create their lives primarily from an unconscious place. It's all been pre-programmed. It's just like repeat. It's a replicate mind. It just plays out the same stuff over and over and over again. We talked about it yesterday. David Bohm calls it sustained incoherence. To think in a way that creates a painful result, pretend that you're not creating the painful result in your life, and keep on with the same way of thinking. Here's a big hint. If you're going to change your life, you're going to have to change. And virtually everybody wants their lives to change, but they don't want to change. can't happen. So what are the changes we invite you to do? Just to get a copy of that commitment and say to yourself, this makes sense that this would support me living as a true human being as love. So this is what I'm going to commit myself to. And then commit yourself to it. And then when you can't do it, there's your learning opportunity and there's your forgiveness work. And remember that forgiveness has nothing to do with I let you off the hook for what's happening inside of me. Forgiveness is how if I'm in pain, if I'm in trauma, if I'm in turmoil, it's the way that I crack open my own dissociated state of mind, my own unconscious dynamics, get back into conscious relationship with that hidden part of my mind and remove what never belongs. So remember that Forgiveness is removal. Forgiveness isn't about letting others off the hook. It's the removal of what never belonged in you. And what we're here for five days a week, an hour a day, is to support you. To really, truly support you in living that. To answer your questions, to provide you with tools, to provide you with the how-to. If you haven't yet engaged in the forgiveness process, it's not an easy thing. Well, it's a simple thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do because in order to do it, you have to change. Again, everybody wants their lives to change, but nobody wants to change. You actually have to change what you're doing. And so if you want to access that technology of forgiveness, it's freely available on the website. You can go to www whyagain.org and if you scroll down a little bit in the middle of the page you'll see a nice big red and white bullseye click on the bullseye it opens a whole series of links here's how it's done down to where there's 16 hours of free mp3s each one of them is a different radio show where we walk somebody through the whole forgiveness process step by step by step so we invite you to go to the website take advantage of it start to use it there are over a 1,000 hours of free radio shows on the website, links to shows we've done on every topic related to this work that you can imagine. They're freely available. So if you want free support, there it is. And if you want to tap into the forgiveness process, it's available to you there. If you're finding that this work is really benefiting you, and we're delighted to hand it to you, 
totally, completely freely. And while we do most of what we do, especially when we travel free, we haven't figured out how to do it for nothing. You'll notice we don't have a sponsor on this radio show. We don't have some big corporation giving us thousands of dollars a minute to support our show. It's just us. And if this is supporting you, then we invite you to go to our website, and there's a donate button there. Hit the donate button and support us. Or another way to support us is to go for paid support. Paid support looks like going to our website, clicking on the uh, the catalog. We've got 15 different two-hour DVDs. There's a four-hour Why Is This Happening to Me Again DVD, a two-hour. 15 different tools, healing through relationships, codependence, interdependence, communication, did you hear what I think I said, the circle of life and how to play it, uh, purpose, personal power, and commitment, empowered to heal. There's a whole series. Each one of them, two hours, gives you a different tool. There are five four-hour CDs based on five different workshops. So if you'd like to pay for support, be delighted to have that in return for the support. And also, Jeannie does one-on-one work with people over the phone as we travel. And so uh, Jeannie's contact information is there on the website. If you need some specified uh, support, then she's there to do that. Otherwise, we hold the space and everybody in the community holds the space for each other in this healing ourselves, each other, and the planet. It's interesting. If you go back to the Aramaic language, there's a concept that's provided that the Greeks translated as something called, and, and I'll offer it is in the, in the way the Greeks give it to us, a non-existent state called the kingdom of heaven, like it's someplace off in the sky. And if you go to the Aramaic, what it speaks of, the words that have been translated by the Greeks as the kingdom of heaven, like it's somebody beyond, somewhere beyond you and outside of you, and therefore you'll never find out until you're dead. But in Aramaic, it speaks of the community of love. We've got one here. We're blessed. Heartland is about creating that space of support for taking it to the next level. If you're ready to take your work to the next level, take a look at our schedule for this uh, in the coming summer. The schedule's already set up. Register for an intensive and just let us know that you uh, heard about it on the radio show. There is a special where we offer 10 free DVDs, so there's $400 worth of DVDs with registration for uh, as little as a nine-day intensive. And if you mention that you, uh, you heard it on the show, that you were listening to the show, we'll give you a full set of all 15 DVDs. And so there's $600 worth of DVDs free. And, and what we invite people to do is register far in advance, like now. Commit yourself. Your process will start. And then start working with the DVDs. And as you do, you'll be building the brain cells. And then when summer rolls around and you come to Heartland, there will be a whole world of difference in the process work you're capable of and the experience of the intensive. Jeannie and I will be doing one or perhaps two intensives this winter in Florida. We're actually looking at a location, not sure yet where it's going to be, but it looks like it will probably be in Cape Coral, Florida, which is on the west coast of Florida, just south of Punta Gorda, just north of uh, of uh, Naples. So pretty pretty nice area. And so keep an eye. We haven't announced the uh, the dates for those yet, but it looks like we'll probably do a uh, a nine day codependence, and then that nine day codependence will turn into or codependence communication practicum, and that will turn into a sixteen day. So people can come and do the nine day. It'll start on Friday night and go through a week the following Saturday. So you know they can take off work on Friday morning or Thursday morning and travel, do the week of workshops, and then finish it Saturday. They can be back at work on Monday, so they just have a week and a day off of work. And then for those who want to do the full 16 days, we'll probably just carry that right on. And we may hook into that as well, a 16-day laws of living. So we're we're just looking at people's requests and, and what people want, and, uh, and we'll be moving in that direction. And so there are ways that you can support us and pay for your support. Which And we're happy whichever form you choose to accept or engage in, take the tools and use them. That's the primary goal of the whole process. And so we're honored that you're here, and Jeannie, is Dr. Tim with us today? He is, and he's on. 
Well, let's say hello to that awesome gentleman. Sir, how do you be? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Thanks for the intro. Have I told you lately how much we appreciate your support? I think you do, and I know you do, and that's why it keeps coming. Well, that's part of why it keeps coming. I found that donate a few times on your website. It's pretty easy to find. It is easy. It's pretty. Jeannie made sure it was prominent. (laughs) Yeah, because I've I've actually gone to some websites and uh, not been able to find a donate button, but on yours it works pretty well. Yeah. Cool. And I I also, um, you know, in listening, I was listening, thinking, what's going to happen? He's going to throw it to me and say, what's going on? And the thing that jumped to my mind is that. I was working with somebody this morning for just the third session, and we're trying to talk about what, you know, like baseline fundamental things to do to introduce change in, in this person's life. And I noticed there's a very hard edge on his judging other people. And I I caught one of the comments, and I said to him, rather than you should go easy on other people, I said, well, you know, I would recommend that you consider being more gentle with yourself since you're trying to undo uh, a lifelong pattern. And he snapped and said, I've never been good at that. And I said, oh, well, that's going to be a real problem because if you can't be gentle and forgiving with yourself, it's not likely you're going to be gentle and forgiving, truly gentle and forgiving with anybody else. Of course... I'm misusing the word forgive there, but... um, Yes, I understand. uh, It was a shock to him to hear me say that he should be gentle and go easy on himself for the monumental task that it is to try and change a lifelong pattern in what for some people is just a week or two. They hear about it and they think, oh... What is it what you say about the ancients said, don't storm the gates? But people hear about something and they say, that's a good idea. I want to do all of that yesterday. And um, so it was the third time this week that I've found myself recommending to people that they learn to do the love exchange with somebody, that they learn to do it in the mirror with themselves, that they practice uh, what I refer to as top cap, which is total Conscious, active, present love. Total perfect. Conscious, active, present love. And to get into the habit of reminding themselves that they're the same as they were the moment they were born. Their essence has never changed or been dented or damaged in any way. And it's okay that I make a mistake it doesn't change my true nature or my value as a person. And if I can take that perspective, it makes it easier for me to focus on what I actually do have control over that I might need to change in order to be a better example of living from that space of conscious, total, perfect, conscious, active, present love. Did I cut out there for a while? Did I lose you? I can hear you. I just heard in my ear somebody just said unmuted. Yeah, mine did the exact same thing, and I looked at it, and it's like what? But so no, you're you're still good. I, think I don't it, know what that I was. I think it might have been a blog talk thing. Well, that's my offering for today, Michael. That the idea that uh, I'm not going to get there overnight, and yet every time I apply the tools, it incrementally makes my life better, and that makes it worthwhile. And so I'm. I'm grateful for having learned to be more gentle and with myself. Yeah, I hear that. And, of course, when I do that, just like uh, like the other side of the coin that's smoke and mirrors, you'll automatically start to become more loving, gentle, and respectful of others. It just uh, kind of follows like night follows day. Pretty cool. So it's fabulous to uh, to have the opportunity to be having this conversation with everybody who chooses to be listening. And, of course, we'd love for you to engage in the conversation because, as Jeannie says, the questions make it your show. The questions take things to the next level of personal interaction, and we're here to support that kind of personal interaction. 
uh, right down to the point where actually we're uh, we're getting ready. We're going to have a kind of a, a re-upping of Heartland meeting the first weekend of October. Terry Bowling is uh, is coming. Is going to be here, and uh, Stuart, that was on the show yesterday, we hear from Stuart once in a while, is coming here to be here for at least a couple of months, or maybe I'm not sure. Stuart's uh, maybe listening. Maybe through April he'll be here. And I just heard from Terry that there's another gentleman he's been working with out of Florida that's uh, looking at coming. Uh, last night we had a meeting about uh, how to re-up and, and create the space for people to uh, show up. And uh, one of the first calls I get this morning is from Terry saying he's got a friend who maybe is, is out there on the uh, the show right now who's uh, thinking about uh, coming and spending some time here to help to upgrade Heartland and take things to the next level. And, of course, Engage in really comprehending and using the tools. That's the uh, the primary uh, purpose of of all of that. And so, if you're ready to, uh, if you want to do a service project and you've got the space and you're not too far away and you want to come for a few days, the first weekend starting on Friday, the uh, weekend of October first, uh, you know we'd be delighted to have you come and we'll be kind of informal. We'll kind of just create what happens. And if you Ready to uh, to take your process to really to the next level. We've got up to a two year road support program. It doesn't require any money, uh, short of taking care of your own personal you know, razors or you know, toothpaste, whatever, um, laundry soap. Uh, beyond that, uh, everything's covered food, accommodations, and uh, we've got up to a two year program that takes you into a full summer of intensives and uh, a second summer that is uh, service-oriented. So so there are lots of options and opportunities to move things forward, and we're here to support that happening. So, Jeannie, do we have anybody with a hand up in the phone queue or anybody in the uh, chat room with a question or thought for us? Well, I just went, walked to the door because I heard somebody beating on it. So, But when I left the computer, there was nobody with a hand up. So let me check real quick. Just okay. getting back to my computer. And no, we do not have a hand up. And there's no okay. question in the chat room. So if somebody presses one, you're first in line without waiting. And we'd be delighted to hear your voice if... Uh... If the presentation that I've made and what Dr. Tim just had to say, if we'd have been in your town standing on a platform in front of you at your local university or or library or church or whatever, uh, and we walked down off the platform after having said what we've just said, what would your question be? I know that you have a dozen questions, and if typical, your request would be, I just have a quick question. Every question is a quick question. That's always a fun fun thing to see. But if you walk down, you walk over to Tim and say, well, but what about, or you walk over to Tim and say, well, how does that work? That's what we're here to answer. Now, so, you're muffled. Okay. Is that any better? Yes. Okay. Thank you for letting me know. And so what would your question be? And, you know, if your voice is a little shaky or a little, you know, sometimes people get a little uh, uh, self-aware when they're going to get on a radio show, something that's public like this, and we just invite you to take a breath. And if your voice is shaky, so what? Let your voice be shaky. Ask your question. That's what we're here to support. That's what we're here for is to bring this understanding forward and deeper and deeper levels until it pervades every mind, heart, and being on the planet. We're looking to create critical mass and understanding that takes it to the next level for every mind, heart, and being on the planet. And by lending your ears to the understanding, by deepening your understanding energetically, you're part of creating the field of critical mass. You know, there was a master teacher 2,000 years ago who said, a little leavening leavens the whole loaf. I think we can be fairly safe in assuming he wasn't talking about bread. What was he talking about? He was talking about us as human beings and that we each, when we shift out of the unconscious creative process into conscious creation, become part of the leavening. Each idea that each mind gets a hold of that allows them to discard something based in hostility or fear and engage in an energy of 
the presence of love and conscious creation is a contribution to that critical mass that he was talking about. This was physics he was talking about. It wasn't about baking bread. He was giving us, an, and, and the man was a physicist. He was a physiologist. He was a psychologist. He was a geneticist. He wasn't a theologian. Many people want to make him a religious figure, and then they can beat other people up with their insane religious beliefs. The man simply knew how life worked. He gave people tools. The Greeks disappeared the tools and gave people impossible tasks that would leave them and reinforce their guilt and fear. And so how much conversation do we hear from the pulpit based in Greek and in hostility and fear? You go back into the Old Testament, it says fear is taught as a commandment of man. Men do that stuff. If you're listening to words based in fear, then you're not listening to Yeshua. You're not listening to anything to do with how to consciously create your life. You're listening to unconscious men who are living out of their own unconscious dynamics and trying to put their ideas and their thoughts and their words into the mouth of the man named Yeshua or any other person who's been made into a religious figure. Physiology, psychology, genetics. Here's how it works, folks. So thank you for being the leavening that is willing to discard, forgive ideas based in hostility or fear and integrate ideas based in love because you make the energy field of that just a little stronger each time you do. Each piece of work that you do, you open a space. There's a great line from The Course of Miracles that says, when you are healed, you are never healed alone. Literally every issue that you face and do forgiveness work around, you open the energy window for every person on the planet who has that same issue to also heal in that arena. So that's the whole purpose of the process. And is there some part of that conversation that you'd like some refinement on, that you'd like some more input on, then that's the purpose of us being here. If you're in the phone queue and you push one, Jeannie will watch a little hand come up. Pretty amazing technology. I mean, here you are sitting in Kathmandu, and you push one on your cell phone, and here's Jeannie sitting in a, a, a little uh, office sanctuary in Theodosia, Missouri, and on her computer screen, bingo, a little hand goes up. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> and we just had two and, go up. And There you go. Let's say hello. Okay, the first one I think is uh, Julia National, Oregon, 541. You're on the air. Hey there, young lady. Welcome. Oh, now I'm on. Hi. Um, hey. Well, speaking of fear and speaking of being triggered and um, and even the first part of your talk about um, our habits of sugar and caffeine, okay, I... I you know, I didn't want to call uh, in. I didn't want, I was reluctant. All right. But then I became distracted with another subject I could bring up, which I will admit to being angry about. <laughs> and that was yesterday's newspaper here in our local Ashland paper, which is a fairly sedate newspaper. Um, it says, uh, Ashland schools move to all-day kindergarten schedule. That means they don't get to go home at lunchtime. They have to have lunch and stay till 2.40 p.m. And I thought, what is that doing to our, you know, what? Anyway, money is coming through the state, pouring in to subsidize this program. So um, I know that you've spoken many times about that we need recess and we need to be able to daydream and not be scolded for not paying attention. So I, I just, uh, I guess I need to heal that in me. My, my anger flares up. I want to go out and say, no, stop. You can't do this. And then get angry and be a victim of all these things are happening. It's out of control. I can't do anything. But then I realized I could start my own school. Hold for just I know, a I know. Before you get too far away from it, let me let me just see if I if I understand this correctly. <laughs> okay. So so they're changing the kindergarten schedule and that makes you angry. 
Okay. Uh, I, I didn't know that was possible, that something outside of you could make you angry, but that's not oh, I said I was triggered. I, I said I was triggered. I, yes, I'm just it, playing I, with you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I know. It's like, how do, how, okay, I think my big how lesson in this. Love? Yes, thank you. Uh, that sounded like thanks. an enthusiastic thank you. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> It, it is. It just boils down to just do the work because things may change and look different from there instead of complaining from what it looks like when I don't do the work. And I guess I have to keep recognizing it's my work, period. It's not, I, I can't go fix anyone out there. I can be a beacon of light to those kindergartners. Yeah, there's the you can hold the space. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And yeah. my offering is, it's true, you can't make them drink, but you can make them thirsty. And the way you make them thirsty is by demonstrating the use of the tools, by demonstrating how it's done. Yeah. And as you heal, you'll open a space. As you speak about issues you see in the world that are real issues and you speak from being, you support creating results differently. If you speak mm-hmm. from hostility and fear, then you simply recreate more of the same. Oh, that's And funny. the beat goes on. Yeah. And the beat goes on. Okay, thank you, thank you. Because when I'm in it, I don't want to see it, and I sure don't want to stop having my coffee while I'm listening to my Michael Rice show here on the West Coast at 10 a.m. So I admit <laughs> that I do that, and I <laughs> I don't know when that will change, but I'm still, you know, I'm still a worthy being that can make all kinds of differences in, on a daily basis, Absolutely. on an hourly Absolutely. basis. Yeah. Yep. So thank you. All right, I'll let the next caller call in, and thanks again. Love you all, Jeannie. Thanks for your background. Uh, I hardly ever talk to you, but it's wonderful to have you there. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, blessings. Take care. Bye-bye. Blessings. Thanks. And our next caller, I think, is Sunny, area code 765. You're on the air. Hi there. Hey, young lady. How are you today? What's exciting in your world? I'm with Julie. I'm in a full submission of, ad, of admissions here. Um, with all of the things I've been working on and the little hydra and multiple multiple matters, um, I've been talking through a vast amount of physical pain where I have apparently been treating my little bones like a, you know, like a garbage bag here or something and getting through these things with and for my daughter. And uh, her mark, Kayla. And um, I've got it down to, with some blessing of some assistance in massage through the layers of pain, the muscles to loosen up, but I've got this continuous, the one part is a rib that likes to go out on the left side behind my heart chakra. And I've not hit the worksheet yet that's opened that up. And now I've got this thing at the base of my skull, in the back, you know, base of my skull where it is just, you know, it's very, very aggravating and it's I'm processing how restricted I feel. I don't like doing organ recitals. I don't like complaining about my body. And I think I'm at the point now where enough stuff has settled down enough um, to address this, but to, with a little bit more story, Michael, um, my property tax matter... I learned a few weeks ago is not resolved and the option I thought I had fell through. So um, I have that in my subconscious and maintaining faith that somehow, you know, that's going to be okay. It has to be because I've been told this is the year it will go to tax sale. And um, I'm trying, you know, I'd say almost dead trying, but I'm not going to say it doesn't bother me. It does, but I just have this 
feeling and this knowing that if I can get rid of this junk in my body, <laughs> um, it's all going to be okay, you know. I would just like to feel better, and I don't know what's hiding in here, you know. I've processed a lot, and I don't know that I fully released it. I stuffed it, you know, and I don't know what's left here what I've stuffed. I've lost track. <laughs> this is so much I've lost track. And this is what I've got, and it's not fun. So where would I go if I've lost track and I've, what do I do at well, this point? Well, my my first uh, piece of input would be that if you are seriously in a place where you're thinking you're possibly going to lose your property, your home, then, you know, the, the logical thing would be uh, fear of loss and fear in general would be a place to go, and that very likely would show up in your body as pain in different parts of the structure. So I think I'd be doing some worksheets around fear of loss, and I'd be doing some worksheets around abundance and what part of me isn't willing to do what it takes to create abundance. What what am I doing to keep myself perpetuating the poverty and uh, and what do I need to do in order to step out of the poverty into a real true state of abundance? And yeah. so they'd be the arenas that I'd start working in. You know, just the fact that you bring the uh, the, the pain up in the conversation with the uh, the whole uh, tax sale idea uh, would for me, say those brain cells are kind of uh, linked together. You got the file folder effect going on there, and so I'd start doing worksheets in those arenas and see what that uh, what that brings up, bring brings through, and cleans up for you. What did you call the effect? I didn't understand the pronunciation of the word. The what effect? Just that. What what effects do you need to the the effects that I'm talking about are what's going on in your body, your rib. You know, right. if, if you've got a particular rib head that keeps going out, probably the muscles attached to that rib head have got some stress in them, and they're creating an imbalanced pull on the rib head, so the slightest yeah. jar can knock that out. So what's the mind energy that I'm holding in that muscle that keeps that kind of tension on the rib head, because the rib head should stay seated with no problem, unless there's an imbalance in the muscles from one side to the other. And, you know, if it's on the left side of your body, I'd be looking at, you know, issues around females. If they were on the right side of the body, I'd be looking at issues around male, my own maleness or my own femaleness. And then tie that in with fear and fear of loss and uh, creating abundance. Uh, I'd be doing mind shifters. I'd be doing worksheets. I'd be looking at my purpose statement. I'd be doing all of those things. Right. I'm almost, it's like, I don't know if I want to devote any energy to falling into the fear part. <laughs> I just want to get on to, okay, this is this is nonsense, and we got to fix this, you know what I'm saying? And this is the prosperity and abundance. But you see, if you I'm have no fear, that's a great, that's a great place to be. Exactly. If you, have no, if you have no fear, that's a great outlook. But if you've got fear, that's one of the most negative things that you can do, what you just said. Yeah, well, I'm just going to, you know. It's called the disease of premature positive thinking. I have a foundation out of which I create my life. If my foundation is designed, to use an analogy, for a one-story building, but I want to be about building a 10-story building. Once I get up to the second, third, or fourth floor, the first little tremor that comes along, the building's going to fall. My life is going to fall apart. And if I refuse to look at the part of the foundation that needs to be shored up, in this case, the fear needs to be healed and replaced with faith, with understanding, if I refuse to do that, then I'm going to build and build and build and build and work, and I'll get the building up so far it crashes, it's going to go down, and I'll go, oh, well, I'm not going to look at that here. I'm just going to keep doing it, and it'll just keep crashing. I have right. to look at the part of me and be 
you know, this work is about not positive thinking, but true, honest, and appropriate thinking. What's the part of me that I'm hiding from myself? What do I need to deal with here? And then let yeah. myself go headlong into it and deal with it. Yeah. Well, I've I prioritized and my priority has been my daughter this year. And it is, I, I am so grateful for the fruits of those labors. And now this matter is, it has just been, like I say, like a domino effect or a hydra effect of different issues coming up. And I'm one person. And, um, you know, I'm just maintaining faith, never limiting, limiting the power of Ruka and the Creator. And just holding myself together. But I, it just seems I've been in denial or have... What? Neglected myself. But there is somehow. a limit. There is a limit to Rukka. And it's no, the one you put on her. Exactly. But I'm saying, the realistic, the actual point is, there is a limit on Rukka, and that is whatever you hold. Rukka, you have free will. Whatever you set into motion inside of you, whether you are conscious or unconscious of it, Rukka is guided and directed by that. It's never going to violate your free will. And so if, if what I hold, and, and I suspect from some of the things you've shared from me in the past, that very likely some of the issues you're going to be dealing with are childhood and, and issues from infancy. And that's probably going to be some pretty deep. If you, if you actually let yourself open that part of your mind and look at, you know, your mother's premature passing away with you as an infant, and uh, the loss and the, the energetic dynamics around that that were not cognitive for you, energetic dynamics that were comprehended on some level by you, then if that's what you need to drop into in order to change this game, then that's what you need to drop into. And so we'll hold the space and support you and using the tools to drop into that part of your mind. And, you know, if a part of our minds keeps showing up in our lives, you know, they said to Yeshua, how do you tell where somebody's really at? And in essence, they were saying, how do you tell what somebody's creative process is? And he said, you look at their fruit, you look at their results. So take a look at the results. And as you look at the results, the results will act like a mind shifter and show you the part of your mind that needs to be healed. You get to look at the next piece of your healing process and go for it. And can I throw something in? Go for it. Please, Jeannie. Please, yeah. Okay. Sonny, I just got a text from Julie who was just on, uh, Julie from Oregon, and she said that um, she feels like you two resonate each other and that she would like to invite you to create a support group of two with her and for you all to start doing some worksheets together. And if you're willing to do that, she gave me her phone number to text to you, and she asked if I can have permission to text her your phone number. Yes, please, and I thank you both very much. God bless you. Okay, awesome. All righty. Okay, um, and just, I really appreciate your patience with me, Michael, in the, the healing of the organ of my brain and in the way I do process things. You've been most patient and gracious in its entirety. So I may still ask some odd questions periodically as how I kind of compartmentalize and make sure which part of my brain I'm functioning from. <laughs> well, that's what we're here for, and uh, let's just open the space to see if Dr. Tim has any thoughts for you. Tim? Well, it took me a moment to get my mute off, but yeah, I, I, I'm happy that somebody's recognizing the limits that we place on Ruka. Um, and I really have found a tremendous benefit in my life for this concept that Michael introduced to me years ago, which is the premature positive thinking. It, 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 it's part of why I shared what I did on Monday that, you know, I'm sitting here in my office and I'm pretty much, uh, I got it all together, license on the wall, et cetera. But I pick up the phone and I hear a message and I notice my emotions are going all over the map with fear and upset and indignation. And then 
they just dissipate. And if I walk away from that and I say, well, that was just a mistake in my thought and I don't really need to do anything because it was the right patient that fired me, etc., then I keep all my pain and fear hidden from me and I move into that premature positive thinking, well, I feel better now, so everything's okay. And I don't want to go into thinking that I was feeling inadequate a minute ago, and I don't want to dig that up. If I do that, I imprison myself. You know, it's like an old Abbott and Costello movie where there's a werewolf in the house, and, uh, you know, Abbott runs into a closet and locks himself in the closet where he thinks he's going to be safe, and he ended up locking himself in the closet with the werewolf. That's what I do to myself when I engage in premature positive thinking. And that was going to be the feedback I was going to give if Michael didn't. When you say, I don't want to go into the fear, my mind has just showed me the word fear. It lets me know from my unconscious I have fear in there. And if I say, I don't want to look at that, I just locked myself in the closet with my fear. With, and I've thrown the key away. So that would be my input. Just, you know, be willing. Um, just be willing, keep breathing, and go right for the worst part. There's a... One of my favorite authors is Ursula K. Le Guin, and she wrote a, a series of short stories. And I've, I've given them as assignments in therapy before. She wrote the Earthsea Trilogy as well. And in the Earthsea Trilogy, there's a, a wizard who has some kind of a demon chasing him, and he finally decides to turn and face the demon, and the demon runs away. So he's out here on the ocean in a little boat, And the demon created a mist to hide in and then took off in this massive ocean. And the wizard now has to chase down the demon but doesn't know how. And as he's floating around on the ocean with the wind going here and there, attacking left and right in his boat, every once in a while he notices a stab of absolute terror in his heart. And one day he realizes that feeling of terror is coming up whenever his bull is pointed toward where the demon is. And the only way for him to reach his objective, to confront the demon and defeat it, is to follow his terror. And she writes it beautifully, but it's the message we all need to hear. The only way out of my pain is through my pain, from the realization that I'm creating it myself and being willing to face it and to undo my illness of premature positive thinking that would be what I'd offer. Awesome. Great great analogy with um, with the werewolf in the closet and uh and then the name of the book that you were talking about the author Tim with the Ursula Ursula K. Le Guin. She's a novelist and her series that you know that there's there's an Earthsea trilogy and that's the series that you know, it's a, it's a long, long set of books. But she also has a, a book of 12 short stories, and it's called The Wind's Twelve Quarters. And there are several stories in there I've recommended people read for therapeutic effect. But I think we're out of time. For it. Awesome. We are coming down to just the last few seconds, so uh, we thank everybody for your calls. Dr. Tim, I always appreciate your input so much. Not sure where the noise is coming from. Oh, there it goes. It's disappeared. So we'll just say uh, thank you for for joining us, everybody. Uh, We hold you in a blessing. And uh, if this show was meaningful to you, of course, the archive is there. You can download it, listen to it anytime, over and over If there's someone you think it might be useful for or meaningful for, then we invite you to download it attach it as a file and send it to whoever you think might be uh, be able to use it and benefit from it. In the meantime, as I say, the uh, first weekend in October, we're going to have a little gathering here. We're going to do an informal, uh, some work projects, and just kind of bring things forward on a, uh, another level at Heartland. And so if you want to come and join us, touch in, and we'll see what, uh, what that might look like. In the meantime, create the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world Thanks for being here. Blessings. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice and his wife, Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. 
Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. That's www.whyagain.com.